Will I ever be enough? Oh my god. Um, welcome back to episode four of Positively Negative. I hope you guys are all having an amazing day. I hope you are having a great Sunday um, or Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. But anyway, this this episode is a lesson that I'm still learning, but something that has changed the way I act around people and in relationships like completely. And it's, you know, will I ever be enough, right? Will I ever, will I be enough for them? Can I do enough for them? Um, And the answer to that is, unfortunately, I mean, no. I think like, and in every relationship or friendship or literally just like, you know, that I've been in, that I've experienced, there's always, you know, something that the other person didn't do, right? And if you can find a person that is everything you need and everything you want, that is, you know, you're lucky. You're, run, you're you know, you're one of the lucky ones. I think that that doesn't happen for a lot of people. But for the ones that it does, like, that is so amazing to find someone who really just, like, is everything that is, right? Like, everything that perfectly fits into your life that is, oh, 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 that is you, right? That is, like, and that's so, so amazing. But I think, especially, like, in friendships, I think, you know, like, you find your soulmate, they're everything that you need. That's great, but let me tell you right now, everyone has a fatal flaw. Everyone has a fatal flaw, okay? And if you don't know what a fatal flaw is, it's basically one thing that this person does that will not change, that is annoying or terrible, and like most people think it is. Like it's not like like just you thinks that. Like it's it's everyone, right? Like it's a known flaw. Like it could be you know, they're always late, or they're terrible at cleaning, or they, you know, are a pathological liar, like, okay, that's a little, like, deeper and more intense, like that, you know, and you have to figure out, like, is that person's fatal flaw a deal breaker, and if it isn't, then, you know, that's when you move on, that's when you, you know, kind of see where this is going, right, and I mean, like, platonic and romantic, like, both of those, you know, play into this, because, especially in, like, friendships and, like, platonic relationships, like, when you feel like you're not enough, when you feel like you can't be enough, when you feel like there's, you're never, like, you're never satisfied, okay, I'm not, you know, no, mm, no, you feel like you're never gonna be enough for them, right? Like, that's a relationship that you, like, should not be in. If you feel like you're constantly trying to fill this void, right? This, this, you know, you're trying to constantly reach this standard, this ideal that they, this, this expectation that they have for you that you literally can't meet. That's when you have to call it quits. That's when you have to be like, okay, baby girl, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this with you. And I think I might need to take a step back. Right. And like, you're in a relationship with someone and they have so many fatal flaws And you just, you want them to, they're not the kind of person that you need to, like, you know, like, again, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes. You're not the kind of person they need you to be. You don't support them in the ways they need to be supported. And it's not really your fault. It's not really their fault. It just doesn't work. You just don't, like, vibe together. And that is totally okay. 
Sorry if you, like, hear my bracelets, um, like, crinkling, crinkling, I don't know, like, you're gonna hear my bracelets kind of, like, dancing around, because I literally can't talk without my hands, um, but anyway, when you need, like, when you, when you can't be the thing, you can't fulfill these things that this person needs you to, that's not your fault, right, like, just because you guys don't fit together, just because you don't work together, just because you don't kind of have the characteristics that kind of like, I feel like relationships are like a puzzle, right? Like if it's not the right piece, it's not gonna, you know what? Mm, here's the thing. Everything I say feels like it's gonna be like sexual in some way and I feel very odd. Anyway, so. <laughs> But, like, you know, they're like a puzzle piece. Like, when they fit together, they fit, right? And if they don't, they don't. Like, you can try to force it together and you can try to, you know, make it look like a puzzle. And you can try to make the pieces fit and you can try to get all this stuff. And then it's just going to look like a deranged, like, piece of, what is it? What, what are puzzle pieces made of? Like, cardboard? Like, it's just going to look like a deranged piece of, like, colorful cardboard. It's not going to look good. It's not going to look good. And it's not going to look nice and it's not going to look clean and it doesn't mean that you cannot work towards a better puzzle it doesn't mean you can't you know rearrange some pieces and like make them fit like you know like couples counseling or you know like some sort of like figuring out each other's love languages I don't know like read a relationship book something like that like you there are things you can do to better a, a relationship but with, like, fatal flaws, like, in that sense, I don't think, like, there's a whole lot of, like, stuff you can do. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone who has a fatal flaw, that's a deal breaker. Like, I don't know, let's say I'm a clean freak and this person literally will not, like, will will not clean, will not do anything, literally never showers. Like, that's a deal breaker for me, right? Like, I don't know if that's a deal breaker in real life. I mean, if I'm with someone who isn't showering, that's probably gonna be a deal breaker, right? Like, there's probably something wrong there. Um, but I feel like, so if you're in a relationship with someone and they have, like, this fatal flaw that's a deal breaker for you, you don't always have to try to fix them and you don't always have to try to be enough for them. They don't have to, you know, and they're gonna constantly feel like they're trying to be enough for you when they're not, right? Because they don't shower. Gross, you go find someone who accepts you for not showering, I'm not the kind of person that's going to accept you for that. Like, nope, sorry, not me. Try again. Not with me, though. Like, find someone else, right? <laughs> like, that's that's just how it kind of works. I feel like, yeah, it's, like, kind of sad that, like, maybe there's this relationship that you really want to work, but there's just too many things wrong with it. Like, yeah, it's upsetting. That's, like, muy deprimente. Like, that's so awful and so sad. But at some point when you can finally accept that it's not working and you can accept that they're, it's just, it just is not driving, that's when you can work towards finding someone who makes you happy, who finds someone who really, really values you and who values your good qualities and accept and, and loves you, not despite of your bad qualities, but like, in, like who loves you for them, right? Who can accept them, who they aren't deal breakers for. Like I, for one, hate doing like housework. I hate like, I'm a clean person, but I hate cleaning. Like, I don't like doing dishes. I don't like, like, not something like, does anybody really love it? No. But do I hate it? Absolutely. Worst thing ever to me. You know, I will 
I, I just cannot do that. Nope, not for me. So I need someone who's, A, going to be able to do the dishes because although I don't do dishes, I don't want dirty dishes, right? Like, it's just, you know, that's not going to work. Um, so they need to be able to do dishes. And me not doing dishes can't be a deal breaker for them because then the relationship wouldn't work, right? And I mean, maybe I'm willing to change. I don't think so. But maybe I'm willing to change. Maybe I'm willing to do some dishes, right? And that's where you can find kind of like a middle ground. And, you know, and and then the relationship can progress. But, you know, there's also, you know, deal breakers are very, very relative, right? Like, to the relationship, to the person. Like, if you already don't really like a lot of qualities about a person, and then they have this one, ugh, this really bad fatal flaw, it's going to make it worse than if, like, someone else had the exact fatal flaw, but you love so many other things about them, right? Like, there's this one person in my life right now who, oh, has so many flaws. Okay, that, that came out wrong. That's what, she, that's what she said. That came out wrong. But anyway, 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 moving on. Um, who just has so many of these qualities that I absolutely despise, cannot be around, don't like in a person, sorry, not sorry, like, word on, I can't be around you. And then some more, right? And then more. Like, then these other fatal flaws. Then they have all of these other things and all these other things and all these other things. And I'm like, okay, now I'm at a point where I literally, like, would like to be, like, I I can't be within 100 feet of you. Like, get me a restraining order. I'm not even kidding. Like, okay, it's not that bad. I'm being a little bit dramatic. But in all seriousness, can't deal with it. Um, (laughs) And then, like, there's, like, you know, my best friend, like, um, I don't know, Riley asked me to talk about her in this podcast, um, in this episode, but, but, so Riley, right, for example, I've been friends with her for a long time, like, she's one of, she's my best friend, and she is, love her, love her to death, okay, and Riley, no, literally, Riley, you asked me to talk about you, so don't even, I cannot deal with you right now, um, but she's a little bit of, like, a know-it-all, but so am I, right? So, like, I am a know-it-all. My friends call me, um, what is it? Oh, they call me Zoe-it-all because I'm a know-it-all, right? And, like, I like to know things and I like to spit out information, mostly because I have nothing else to do with my life than, like, go on TikTok and read, um, the New York Times every day. Shut up. And my dad sends me all these Reddit links, so, like, I learn all this other information, too. And so we, like, butt heads a little bit in that department, but I love her so much that, like, it literally does not matter to me. Right, but, like, this other person, right, in my life who has, again, like, who I said, like, about the restraining order, <laughs> uh, like, I, if, if, if that was something that she did, I would immediately be, like, okay, now it's 200 feet. Like, that's not a flaw that this person has, but, like, I, and I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm not sure that being a know-it-all is a flaw, but to me, being friends with someone who is a know-it-all is really hard because I'm a know-it-all too, so it's, like, you know, we kind of are, like, mm, different. Um, in that, in that perspective. Um, but I think like, you know, so all of these flaws, I'm like, quote unquote, like flaws that people have are all dependable on like the other person, right? Because like when people are labeled and put in this box of like, like this is this person's flaw, like it's all dependable, right? Because like I could think that this person has absolutely no flaws, and that they're the cleanest person ever, and then someone else thinks they're really dirty and yucky, and, like, they have all these other flaws. And, like, 
it's just really dependable on how much you care about a person, their other qualities and characteristics and personality traits, like all of these all of these things just kind of come together and make one big like friendship relationship mush ball. That's a nice visual. Um, I don't know how else to describe it though. Um, and so like that's that's I mean that's kind of what it like that's what happens right. And I think when you are trying to like stay in a relationship and you're trying to pursue a relationship in which both parties feel like they're not enough, it's not gonna work. It is not going to work. It's not going to go well. And you're just, you're never going to feel like you're enough. And I think, I've been struggling with this recently, not even in, like, important friendships. Like, literally just with, like, my peers. Just with people, like, like my acquaintances. I feel so judged and, like, unworthy. And I feel like when I try to, like, fit in and when I try to, like, adjust my personality to make other people like me more... I never feel like I'm doing enough. I always feel like I will never be enough. I always feel like I have to do all of this. I have to do so much more to even get people to acknowledge me, right? And I think I have so many things that people can make fun of me for. Like, my life is borderline, like, embarrassing, okay? Like, it's, I mean, it's not. I, I actually am happy with my life right now. Like, but I'm, I'm, my life is slightly like embarrassing right like there are things that have happened in my past that are embarrassing I was a brunette that's embarrassing like there was just a lot (laughs) of embarrassing like I just gone through a lot of embarrassing things I've embarrassed myself a ton like I once wore um this entire gold bodysuit from Party City on my birthday in like third grade and I'm literally scarred I'm not even kidding like I, I I cannot deal with myself like I literally well, you know what, eventually there's going to be something that erases part of our memory and sign me up. Like, I don't need anything else. Literally will be, like, I uh, take my money. Take my money because I, okay, and, like, I know people, like, oh, my gosh, like, memories shape you and, like, all of these things have shaped you to, like, get to where you are. Like, no, nope, nope, that did not help me in the slightest. Nope, I didn't learn anything from that experience. Actually, you are done. I am done. Like, you are done. I am done. We're both done. Like, no thank you. No thanks. I am definitely good. Anyway, getting back on topic because that was definitely not, you know, related to anything. Um, I always feel like there's, you know, and you're never going to be enough for some people, right? I think, like, there's always going to be people who just expect you to, like, do more than you can, who expect you to be someone you're not, like, and... People are like, well, why do you change yourself to be who you're not? It's because of all this pressure. We have so much pressure to change who we are, right? To not show how we really feel. To hide all of our emotions and just literally pretend to be someone we're not. And then everyone's like, oh my gosh, like that's not even your real personality. Like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because you don't even know what's going on in my life. Like, I, I literally feel like so much pressure from you like to not be who I am to not be who I am and like oh my god and I think it's just there's so much like pressure 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 like oh I cannot even begin to tell you like so basically okay when I was little when I was little I had this um guidance counselor at like my elementary school and I literally got sat down by him one day and he told me that the reason, and I wasn't, like, bullied, but I was a little sensitive, like, 
little, what was I, like 10? I was a little, like, sensitive little, little baby girl, right? And I would wear, like, full faces of makeup every day. I, you know, we talked about the gold bodysuit thing. Like, I was a mess. I was a mess. I literally will never forgive my parents for letting me leave the house like that. It's okay, though. My mom eventually did take all my makeup away. Like, bless her heart. Can't even not, like, I <laughs> can't even begin. Anyway, so I go to the guidance counselor's office, and I sit down, and he's like, you know, we're talking. We're talking about how, like, I'm so sad that I always get so bullied. And he's like, well, I mean, Zoe. Zoe. You, and he was trying to be nice about it. I could tell. But, but like, it hurt my feelings so much because he goes and he says, he goes, so you know you're very um, extravagant in the way you dress. And I was like, I was, I was like, What? Because I was, I, I genuinely thought that I was, like, the shit. Like, I thought, you know, like, this is normal. I am so hot. I, you know, I, like, I, and flawless. Like, why is he saying this to me? You know, Zoe, you're not, you know, you, you dress, you're a little bit different. And I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> what? What do, you, what do you mean by that? And he basically just goes on to say how, like, you know, I wear makeup and, like, I do all this stuff that makes me different and that makes me a target for bullies and like I was never really bullied but like again like I you know my little 10 year old self was very hurt um by people calling my makeup bad and like it really just offended me very deeply right and so basically I I that was like the first time I ever felt like I wasn't like who I was was never going to be enough right because when I didn't wear makeup, I didn't feel pretty, right? And as a 10-year-old, like, that's so sad. But it's so realistic. Like, when I, I didn't, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel, like, I, I didn't feel, I don't, I don't really know, like, I didn't feel, like, I didn't feel like I was enough when I didn't have makeup on. And then I would put makeup on and I would do all this stuff and, like, whatever. And I still didn't feel like I was enough because then I was made fun of, right? So, like, how much did I need to do to fit in? Like, what did I need to do to be enough for you? What did I need to do to feel like I was special? Or that I was not even special, but literally just normal, right? Like, what What do you want from me? What did you expect from me to, to, to do this, right? Like, what do I need to do? What do I need, like, what do I need to do for you? And I think, like, that's, like, a big takeaway from this is, like, what do you need me to do? And am I willing to do that, right? Am I willing to change this and keep that? Am I willing to trade this to make you happy? Am I willing to take this part of myself and hide it for you? Because that would that would make you happy, right? Like I saw this TikTok about this girl talking about how um, she asked her boyfriend to get her flowers because that's the way like she wanted him to like show his love towards her. That's the way she wanted him to express himself and or, like, express, you know, like, that's the way she felt loved. And he said, well, I'm not the flower type of guy. And she really, like, what she said really, really, like, I don't, like, resonated with me because she basically goes on to say, like, it doesn't matter if you're a flower guy. The flowers aren't for you, right? Like, the flowers are for me. The flowers are to make me feel loved, right? And, like, just because, like, that's not important to whether you like it or not, right? Like, it, 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 the flowers aren't for you. The flowers aren't meant to show yourself love. They're meant to show me love. They're meant to make me feel special and loved and accepted and, like, I'm enough.
And it just goes to show that, like, you will not be enough for some people, and you will be for other people. And the people who are willing to accept you where you're at and love you where you're at and you're enough for them whether you get better or you get worse, like, I, I don't know, like, in regards to anything, like, physical, mental, whatever, like, whatever it may be, like, they'll love you at your worst and they'll love you at your best, right? Like, in sickness and in health, like, you are always going to be enough for them. You are always going to be accepted. You are always going to feel loved, regardless of, you know, like, everything, regardless of everything, right? Like, and obviously, if you become, like, a serial killer and go on a rampage, like, that might change their feelings towards you a little bit, but, I mean, like, realistically, they should love you where you're at. Always. Always, always, always. If you're going through a rough patch, if you're struggling, if you're doing amazing, right? Like, they should support you and accept you and always consistently love you because you matter that much to them. You are enough for them. And you're enough at your worst and you're enough at your best. Like, the the big takeaway is you're just, you're always going to feel loved. And if you don't consistently feel loved and you don't consistently feel valued in a relationship, then it's really time to take a step back and ask, am I enough for this person? And if, and if, you know, your final answer is no, it doesn't, it doesn't have, you know, that's not a reflection on you at all. Not a reflection on you at all. Because you are not meant to change, right? You do not have to do all of this extra like shit to, to fit in and to feel accepted and valued and really, really just important in a relationship, right? Like, you should always feel important. You should always feel loved. Like, and if somebody is making you feel loved and valued, then, like, really appreciate that and really value your relationship and just really, really enjoy it because, girl, like, that is rare. That is, you're so lucky. And, like, that is unfortunately rare, but, like, that is so incredible, like, that you get to experience that. And I hope to one day experience that. Like, I feel enough right now, like, in friendships and, you know, in family relationships, like, stuff like that. Like, I feel enough and I feel loved and supported, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I mean, in a romantic relationship, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like I want to feel like I will always be enough. And so the title of this episode, Will I Ever Be Enough, is so powerful because when you finally like allow yourself to ask this question instead of just like completely, I I don't know, like always ignoring the fact that you don't feel enough and it really accepting your feelings in a positively negative way, like, you know, you get to really feel enough. And once you can kind of like accept, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, if I, I talk a lot about more like in, in um, episode two, letting yourself let go, about literally just letting yourself let go. So, like, when you when you get to the point, like, the orders are kind of mixed up, I agree, but, like, when you get to the point where you realize, like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, that's when you can finally say, okay, now I have to let you go. Now I'm going to go listen to episode um, two of Zoe Garcia's podcast, Positively Negative, um, Letting Yourself Let Go, because I'm ready. Now, thanks, Zoe. Like, <laughs> I'm just joshing around, guys. But, like, in all seriousness, um... Definitely go check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, but I think for now, I'm going to have to say goodbye. Um, I love you guys. Happy Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. And 
I love you guys all so much. Make sure to DM me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. All of that will be in the little description. Um, and yeah, bye guys.